Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. And we're going to talk today about prayer and, and the importance of prayer and why do we pray. And we might go on for more than one day today about prayer and how we should pray. And I'm going to look at James. I know you're going to look at Philippians. But all throughout the Bible and in many different places, it talks about prayer and the importance of prayer and why we should pray. And I like what James has to say in James chapter 5 when he talks about if any of you, and it depends on what version you have, any of you has joy, if any of you is merry, then he says sing songs of praise and, and to go to God in prayer. And then he says if anybody is afflicted, go to God in prayer. And that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so James would seem to be saying there that no matter how, what season you find yourself in, everything's going great. We need to be praying and, and thanking God for it, speaking to God about it. And when things are going bad, then we need to be speaking to God about it and praising God for what he's done. And so that no matter what season we find ourselves in, what situation we find ourselves in, the answer and the place where we need to go is God, that we need to speak to him, pray to him always, not just when things are bad, not just when things are good, but that we need to be speaking to him always. I know a lot of people think that um, the worst thing that can happen to people is affliction as far as their spiritual walk. And I say sometimes the worst thing that can happen to people's spiritual walk is success. Because as we get what I like to call fat, dumb, and happy, we forget that we need God. Everything's going so smooth. Work's going well. The family's going well. Everybody's healthy. And it's easy in those points to kind of forget about God. And in all of those times, in all of those things, we need to acknowledge God and his working and his presence. I look at, at Judges. That, that seemed to be the pattern in the book of Judges. The Israelites would kind of forget God. They'd go off on their own and 
and not paying much attention. And so God, in order to get their attention, would send the Midianites or some other group to them and, and cause them affliction. And they'd all turn back to God and they'd, and they'd cry out to him. And God would hear their prayers and they would go along for a while till everything started going really smooth again. And then they would kind of forget him. And I think that happens to Christians even today oh, yes. where things are going so well that we don't really pay a lot of attention to God. Even in those times, we need to be praying. We need to be speaking to God, hearing his will. We, before that, we came on the air. Um, I was. It was fun. To, we were talking about why pray. I've had people ask me, and, and I'm sure you have too, if God already knows everything that we need, and he already knows what he's going to do, why do we as Christians even need to pray? And I liked your analogy that, hey, when your kids come over to your house and they just start eating out of the refrigerator and don't even acknowledge your presence, that's not too good. And you know, that's kind of how we are with God sometimes, is that it's easy not to acknowledge him and not to um, speak to him. And that's, that's what prayer is. Prayer is not some mystical thing where you have to be in your closet. People talk about their prayer closet. You have to be in your prayer closet. It has to be dark in there. It has to be absolutely quiet in there. You have to be on your knees. You have to have your eyes closed. You have to have your head bowed. Is there anything wrong with any of those things? No. But to think that's the only way that you can pray is completely wrong. Completely. We can pray no matter where we are. We can pray, pray at in work, the shower, huh? pray in the car, Whoa. pray at work, pray in the store. We can pray wherever we are. People say, well, they don't have prayer in schools anymore. That's not true. You can pray in school all day long if you want. You might not be able to stand up in front of the class and say it out loud, but you can pray in your mind and your thoughts all day long, and, and students should. Yeah, you can pray silently, you know, quietly. I want to say silent, but quietly. And uh, I was just thinking of something, too, as you were just speaking. And I always declare this, prayer is our declaration for our dependence on God. And, and also, prayer is the Christian, the believer's legal right to ask God to supernaturally intervene on our behalf. And also, one more thing I always declare this about prayer and faith. You know, prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. Because the scripture says this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and because we know he hears us we have the petitions of those things that we ask and that's over in first john 5 14. so again it's our the christian's declaration of our dependence on god that's why he say pray always well we acknowledge you lord in all our ways and he directs our path proverbs 3 5. and also it's god's again it's it's our legal right as a child, it's just like with your kid. They have a legal right to go to daddy and ask them for stuff. Why? Because you birthed them into the earth because you're their daddy. Right. Your name's on the birth certificate. Well, you know, what's funny is that sometimes <laughs> people see prayer almost as like a responsibility or a duty. No, it's a right. Right. We get to come to speak to God. I mean, that is a great privilege. You say you can come boldly to the throne to, of grace. To speak to the God who spoke the universe into existence. We have the privilege of being able and, to and do that. And ask him to supernaturally intervene on your behalf. Because usually, you know, most of the time when people are praying, we're praying for some stuff. We need some things to be manifested in our life that we can't do on our, by ourselves. And I'm reminded of what Jesus said. Without me, <laughs> you can do nothing. And I'm reminded of what he said over in Matthew. With God, all things are possible. And because 
we're in the family of God. We're with God. So, and, and, and God knows no impossibility. So he can supernaturally intervene on our behalf. That's why he wants us to come to him in prayer. And then he wants us to come to him in prayer, not only to ask him what he what he can do, but for him to speak to us. Right. Because he, he, he wants has to speak all to us knowledge too. Right. and wisdom. Right. And he wants to impart it to right, us. Right, right, right. Where do we get our knowledge and wisdom from a lot? We get it from television. We get it from right. society. We, we get, get it We get it from says, our no, friends. He says, no, I want we you get to get it from, get it from, our from our me. He says, I have all wisdom and knowledge. I want it. Says I want that over to in Colossians chapter you. 2. And I, I didn't read this, but... Uh, Here's the verse I had in uh, Philippians, a favorite of mine, chapter 4. I'm going to start at verse 4, 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. He's always at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And here's the promise, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. So he says, in everything, he says, acknowledge me through prayer. And back to the scripture you reference over there, the fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous avail of much. I mean, God hears us. He wants to have that fellowship with us. He wants us, and another thing, he wants us, a lot of people are praying their problems and not their promises. They're praying their worries and not the word. God wants you to pray in line with thy kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you to know what your rights are as a child of God. And most Christians don't know. That's why the scripture says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And you just said, reminded us in Colossians that in him and Jesus are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. Then the right, scripture says my people doesn't know. Right. And the scripture says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So we need to know what God says and, and go pray that. Because that's what he acknowledges, his word, his will, his word. He said, I want you to know that you know what my will is. It's just like in our, our family. You know, as our kids, we bring our kids home from the hospital, we start raising them, they start learning the laws of the land. Hence in our the household. <laughs> in our household. And we've communicated those to them over and over and over so they know. And remember, we, our kids, when they're doing something, when I'm messing with the other one, they'll go and say, Daddy said, or Mama said, they know what the rules are and they declare those rules because <laughs> they're, they're being enforced. And God, only he enforces his word. Remember, he says, his word does not return void. His word endures forever. So he wants us to pray his word, not our worries. Pray the promises, not our problems. Because this, this Bible is a conglomerate, conglomerate of prophecies and promises. And all, in the scriptures in Second First Corinthians, all the promises in him are yes and amen. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and then you get the idea, though, and I know you've talked to Christians, I have too, that see uh, prayer almost as a duty. It's almost something you have to do and, you know, you're going to get through it. I love it. the pray. Of course, you know, but I mean, that comes to attitude and that comes to faith right. and that comes to belief. I smile and saying it. I love the pray. How do we see God? Do we see God as our father who wants to give us all wisdom and knowledge? Do we see God as our father who wants to give us all good gifts? Do we see God as our father who we love that we want to speak to? Or do we see God as like off somewhere and he really isn't that relevant 
And yeah, I, I, man, Pastor Richard and Pastor Vince are saying pray again. And every pastor I ever heard always talks about you need to pray. I don't really want to, but I guess I will because I have to, but I'm not going to give it any more time than I need to give it. We've got to get back to the idea and the revelation once again that we're speaking to the God who spoke the universe into existence. And it is a right and it is a privilege to be able to speak to him, to hear from him, to speak to him and to hear back from him. And that those that is a good thing. That is not something that you have to do. That is not something that you try to get through as quick as you can, but that it is a privilege. We talk about love and talk about loving God and, and God loving us. When you love a person, you want to spend time with them. Almost everybody can remember when they first met their spouse or person they love. You wanted to spend every second that you could with them. You want, you'd call them on the phone and you'd, you'd go home and in the days when I was young and dating, didn't have cell phones. So you had to wait till you got home. But boy, as soon as you got home, you wanted to get on the phone and talk to that person you left not two minutes ago because you wanted to hear their voice. Now you can just talk to them on the phone as you're going home if you got hands free. And so you just want to be around them. You want to spend all the time you can with them. Anybody who said to me, oh, I'm so in love with my wife. But then as you got to talking to them, they said, but and I spend almost a minute a day talking to her. Or I spend five minutes a day talking to her and I try to get through it as quick as I can. You're going to say, really, you love you love her, but you only want to talk to her for a few minutes a day and you want to get it over with as quick as you can. Well, that's kind of how people talk about God and talk about their relationship with him. Oh, they talk about how much they love him. And then the next breath, they don't really want to talk to him. They don't really want to have a lot of time with him and that's what prayer is is well, time with you, god as you were speaking something initially something came to me about uh, if you're a christian and you don't really want to spend time with god in prayer or spend time with him in general as a christian that reveals to me there must be some condemnation there because adam and eve when they disobeyed god in the garden the first thing they went and did is hid how many times though somebody told you Boy, I'm just too busy to pray yeah, for. Well, no, you know, it's Pastor, it's easy for you because the church pays you to just sit around praying all the time. Uh, again, like my said, boss could, won't pay me to pray all the pray time. Pray on the way to work in your car, but really, when you are sin conscious instead of righteous conscious, remember the scripture you referenced. It says the effectual prayers of the righteous avail of much. Righteous just means you're in right standing with God, and you know you're in right standing with God because you know you can go boldly to the throne of grace at any time. You're, there's no condemnation because you know you're in Christ. But when you're not trying to go to God in prayer, there's a root issue to that. You probably have more sin conscious. You probably are more sin conscious than righteousness conscious. Because if you're righteousness conscious, you're going to want to go to the Father all the time. It does, you're not making up all kind of lame excuses that you don't have time to go and spend time with them. And I was just thinking about you saying with the husband and the wife, there must be some other issues there. If you can't... If you're trying to hurry up and finish the conversation with your wife and don't want to spend quality time with her and you claim you love him or her, and with God, if we claim we love him, I want to spend time with him. And I was reminded what Jesus, uh, what was written in Luke. Luke wrote right here in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, referring to Jesus. When he sees, see, Jesus prayed all the time. 
Remember, he's our example. He's the sample son. He's our brother, our Lord and Savior. He prayed all the time. But when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say. See, praying is a speaking. <laughs> it's communicating with God. When you pray, say. Then he gave us the model prayer. He said, start off by saying, our Father in heaven. Oh, who don't want to talk to their dad, especially if he's a good dad? He's constantly taking and providing. He's a responsible dad. Well, see, this goes back to that whole faith thing, though. See, do you really believe that God is a good dad? Do you really right. believe that God has all wisdom and knowledge? Do you really believe that God can do anything? Well, Jesus obviously did because he said, pray this way. Say, our Father in heaven. And Jesus knew what his assignment was. Well, clearly he was you birthed. and I and everyone else should think the same thing. But, but Jesus knew his, his assignment was to be birthed and, and to die humanity and he still say uh, he still went to God in prayer constantly because he he was the epitome of faith he always he still had faith in God even till when he declared it is finished and he always declared his faith in God because he always said constantly destroy this temple and then three days later I'm gonna raise it up he was just saying what God told him and he's we know from the scriptures he spent plenty of time in prayer sometimes he would lead the disciples and go and just pray well he it wasn't sin conscious. He was righteousness conscious. He knew he had a right to come boldly to the throne of grace and talk to his daddy. So he says, when you pray, just say, our Father in heaven, you know, hallowed be your name. It means there ain't no name greater than your name. He, this word we talk about all the time, the kingdom. He, he prayed that God's kingdom would come. Because that was God's desire that his kingdom would come. And not only that, that his will will be done. Uh-oh, here's the good news right here on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how's it done in heaven? That tells you God is good. Well, this said the streets are paved with gold. There's nobody sick in heaven, nobody begging for food in heaven, nobody hating in heaven. Heaven is perfect. So he said, pray, pray God for that, that his kingdom come, his will be done. And then give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread can be physical, but I believe it's more spiritual. Give me some that wisdom and knowledge that you have. That's my daily bread because Jesus said this, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. So give me some revelation, Father. Give me some insight since in you and Jesus are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. Give me some of that and God will give it to you. Remember, you fathers being evil. Know how to give good things to your children. How much will your father in heaven give you good things? That's why he wants us to communicate with him. He said, remember, he wants to talk to us too. So he's going to, as you spend that time with God through his Holy Spirit that lives in you, he's going to start revealing some mysteries, some deep things to you. It says that in Corinthians that the Spirit uh, reveals the, the, the mysteries of God, the, the deep things of God. He ministered those. Well, see, I spirit. think that bread has twofold. One is our daily bread, our daily Provisions, support. Yeah, and, supply, because he's our source. That he Obajira. is our uh, supply. He mm -hmm. is our source. He is our provider. But then also, as you talk there about, he is. there's a spiritual aspect to that. When you look at the manna, Jesus said he was that bread that came down from heaven. And, <laughs> and in so, Revelation, it said Jesus is the word. And that manna came every day. And you couldn't it save up. it from one day to the next. It would go bad. Right. And <laughs> a lot of Christians want to try and save it from one day to the next. They're trying to live off some old revelation. Well, they're trying to live. <laughs> it's easy for some Christians to go to church on Sunday, read some scripture, hear some scripture, 
and then try to make it all the way till the next Sunday. They would oh. never dream of going home, eating one big meal, and then going to make it till next Sunday to eat food again. But they their spiritual food, they think, well, I'll get one big dose here, big helping here on Sunday morning, and maybe even go back on Sunday night and get a second helping. And then I'm going to make it all week. No. You can't go all week. Again, give us this day our daily bread. Right. We got to go to him every right, day. Right, 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 right. And you got to go to him every day asking this and forgive us our sins. Yes, Christians do sin. And again, if you're not going to God on a daily asking him to forgive you for your trespasses, your shortcomings, you're missing the mark, you're probably full of sin conscious, guilt ridden. So that's why God says, come to me every day and talk to me about it so I can keep you cleansed. Because we understand what Paul said. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus means not. I'm just like Jesus. I fellowship with the Father every day. That keeps your conscience clean. And that word washes your work, your conscience. So he says, uh, uh, forgive, forgive us our sins. Look, as we also forgive everyone else. Well, as you're going to God every day, ask him to forgive, I'm pretty sure he's going to start revealing to you to extend that same forgiveness. Well, that's kind of a scary scripture, actually, that that as you are forgive others, that's how you'll be forgiven. Right, 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 right. It ain't scary. It's just the truth. But I mean, a lot of people you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. You stop to think about as I extend forgiveness, that's how I'm going to be forgiven. Right, 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 right. Then forgiveness takes on a whole different meaning. Well, we'll see. Remember, we said as you talk to God, He's going to talk to you. Well, we just asked Him to forgive us our sins. And guess what he just said back? <laughs> He's going to remind us of the right. we need and, to forgive and others. You for, and we also, he said, you also forgive everyone who sinned against you. <laughs> and also lead us not into temptation. And the scriptures say God does not tempt, but deliver us from the evil one. And we understand in another version, in Matthew it says, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. I'm just acknowledging you, God. It's all about you. It ain't about political parties. It ain't about all the things. It, yours is the kingdom the power, and the glory. How long? Forever. we just acknowledging him with the fruit of our lips. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we're acknowledging him by saying, hey, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Father God. Which goes back to the name of the show, Faith on Fire. If, if you don't have faith for this, if you don't believe this, if you don't believe that all wisdom and knowledge are found in God, you're not going to go to him. You're going to go to your neighbor. You're going to go to the newspaper. You're going to go to society. You're going to go to whoever and try to find the answers to whatever issues or problems. Um, as we do this show, there was a mass shooting um, over the weekend in Santa Barbara. And lots of people in the world are, what can we do? And they're looking for answers all over the place and, not sell guns to people or get rid of this or get rid of that or all kinds of different things. All wisdom and knowledge is found in God. And so as we as Christians need to be praying and asking him God first, right. for his wisdom to and solve his the problems of the of society. Our society. Yeah. But where do we go to look for this? We go to the nearest university or the, right, psychologist or the social. nearest politician right. or whoever thinking those politicians need to pass a law. How many times have you ever heard me? Man, they need to pass a law against no, that. Well, if you I think, think there's already a law against murder. Well, it is. Well, you know what? And that's why we're supposed to pray for politicians because we're going to pray that they're going to go to God for the wisdom. And you look all through the Old Testament. 
politicians or leaders, kings who had a relationship with God, they always went to him for the wisdom. Solomon could have asked for anything. He said, no, give me the wisdom to govern your people. That's what I need. That's what's more important to me. And God said, oh, Solomon, you chose the best thing here. And again, that's why we pray for politicians and not just crucify them constantly. We got to pray that God, because God will, through our effective prayer of the righteous availeth much, he will start downloading wisdom and revelation to them. He will give them the solutions to problems. See, and then it doesn't even have to be like with politicians or, or even like a mass murder like this was. This can be closer to home. A husband is having problems with his wife or a wife with her husband. Rather than going to God, asking for wisdom, asking for knowledge and what to do and how to change a relationship and to make it right, they'll go to their family. They'll go to their friends. They'll go to their coworkers. They'll go to tell, man, he's a bum. You should have heard what that bum did last week. You should have heard what that bum done over the weekend. And then now their family, their friends, their coworkers are like, yeah, he is a bum. You know what? You got to throw that bum out. You got to get rid of him. Kick him to the curb. And the same thing happens. The husband tells all his buddies what his wife, man, you ought to tell that nag to hit the road. And so we're going to the very, to the most wrong sources that you could go to asking for advice, asking for wisdom well, when we need to go to God. The scripture instructs us to seek first God's way. And then all things will be added to us. What's all things, all wisdom, all knowledge that'll be added to us. And Proverbs 3, 5 reveals a lot to us. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart was, is all of your being, all your spirit. But trust, you can equate the word trust with have faith in God in all your ways. And, and, and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, and if I have that faith, I have that trust, I do believe that God has all wisdom and knowledge, then I'm going to go to him. Well, I if I don't believe that, I'm going to go to my friends. I'm going to go to my family. I'm going to go to my coworkers. In one part of that verse I omitted, it says, in all, lean not to your own understanding. <laughs> Meaning your own unrenewed mind, intellect, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge him as he gives you the wisdom to solve that problem or to be a solution to whatever issue you have. And God has all the wisdom. We have to first, you have to acknowledge that. It says in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is. He is what? He has all wisdom and knowledge. And he's a rewarder, meaning he's going to give you the solution. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek See, him. Here's, here's some knowledge for some people. Your family and friends don't have all the knowledge there is. No, 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 they no. don't have all the wisdom that there is. Well, we found that out with Job. Job was going through some stuff. His friends tried to all give him the reasons why. And in the end, we found out. It all out. sounded good on yeah, the surface. Yeah, right, right. It all, right. Yeah, it all sounded good. But, but again, we have to acknowledge God in all our ways. And one way we do that is through faith. And that, was, that ignites your faith on fire. You coming to God right. in faith, believing that he's going to give you a solution. And that's going to do it for this uh, segment of Faith on Fire. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.